Cutting Through Tech. Episode 3. The Core of Every Successful Product. Welcome to Cutting Through Tech, the podcast all about technical strategy for women leaders today. I'm Maxime, your host, and I'm a technical coach to women entrepreneurs, as well as a software engineer and a designer. Now, you're tuned in to season one. We are covering all the fundamentals and foundations to creating technical assets in your business. So if you've been thinking about creating an app or a website or any kind of technical artifact that would either supplement your current services or business or perhaps start one that is founded on a technical product like an app, you've come to the right place. This is episode three and today we are looking at customers, the cornerstone to any good product, technical or not. Last time we looked at why technology should absolutely be part of your business strategy, especially if you are considering it or thinking about it, and how to incorporate it into your plans for the year. If you missed that, do have a listen back because I give you an exercise to take away with some questions that will get you really clear on why you might pursue a project and what your expected return on investment is for it. So here we are, and we're assuming that there is something you'd like to bring to the market, which says it already. If you're bringing it to the market, you have to be really clear on who's willing to buy. And that's your customer at the end of the day. Eleanor Beaton, a great women's leadership coach, often says, when you've got an idea for your business, you've thought it through, the next step is to make it collide with the marketplace. And really a technical product, it's not that different to any other project that you might already have launched, like a new marketing strategy or a new service or offering or a physical product. So now you've got your strategy in place. You're extremely clear on why you are taking on this project, why you, your company, is best suited to take on the project and what it is exactly. Now, what it is will morph over time as the most important influence on that product will be your client, your customer or your user. The way I define the differences there is that a client often purchases service and you know the client directly by name and you oftentimes continue to deliver a service to them. A customer is someone who purchases a product, so you have a brief interaction with them. However, they continue to use your product for, you know, a long time, maybe a short time. If it's a candy bar, you know, it's usually gone within a minute. And a user is someone who uses your technical product and has, in a way, they're still the customer or a client, but they have additional needs because now they also have to use software. And this is an area that is very near and dear to my heart but that's a topic for a different day. So with your strategy in place, now comes the validation. And doing this without customer research is kind of like when you've got an idea and you're just talking to friends and family and you decide that it's a great idea because everyone says so, and you just go ahead and launch it. Now that comes with its own degree of risk because if the market isn't willing to buy, you've now put a lot of time, energy and effort and perhaps money even, into creating something that effectively wasn't needed. So it becomes really important to figure out who are your customers and what do they need? Really, it's about supply and demand and you want to prove the demand. So some good questions to think about are, what problem are you solving and for who? What's going on in their life or their world that creates these issues, these problems that you are looking to help with? 
what's happening exactly that requires your solution or product and not someone else's? How satisfied are they currently with the ways that they can address this problem or issue in their life? So all of these are good starting points to define a bit about your customer, but more specifically what goes on in their world. Now, the reason this is so incredibly important in general is that knowing your customer through and through allows you to answer questions and make trade-offs in your product as you develop it. It's like you want to be in their mind so you can create the perfect thing for them. And this comes up in general product development all the way through to marketing, as well as technical development. Now, there are a lot more details that become important when you're considering a technical project also. Like, for example, their lifestyle. Are they going to be on the go or will they use this product at home? And where are they based? You can see a really interesting difference between people who are in dense cities that have public transport, like New York or London, and dense cities that have car transport or commute times where you drive, like LA. In California, many people use audiobooks or podcasts as a way of consuming content, learning, entertainment, and so forth. Whereas when you go to cities with public transport, many people still also use books because you can hold them, you can concentrate on them, you can read it. And obviously you can't do that when you drive. And with noise cancelling headphones, it's become a lot easier to consume um, audiobooks and podcasts on the tube. But I also know from personal experience that I found it extremely difficult a few years ago to focus on an audiobook while I was on my way to work. So even I would actually default to a book. But that's just one example of how geography can already impact the way your user would consume content. Now, the same obviously goes for if you were to create an app and they had to interact with it, would it have really big, obvious buttons with clear actions that you can kind of hit while you're on the car when you've got a phone mounted on a dashboard? Or is it something they could use wherever and they would likely have their full attention or most of their attention on the product? If it's something that they would use at home, perhaps they would prefer the comfort of a laptop. Maybe it doesn't even need to be an app. It could be a website. That might be the right form factor to deliver the same product or service. For example, if your product is a class booking app, so you can look at great workout classes nearby. Is your target customer the kind of person who plans their workout a week in advance? likely to be sitting down at the kitchen table, looking at the calendar, scheduling everything, and then booking all the classes in one go? Or is your client the kind of person that is running around and thinks, hey, I've got a spare hour during lunchtime. I would love to get a workout in. So please show me, based on where I am, all workouts available to me nearby that are not booked up (laughs) that still have a space for lunch today. That solution would ideally be on a phone with GPS enabled, whereas the other could easily be a website. So without going too deep into the technical consequences, getting really clear on who your customer is and what their lifestyle is like can eventually really help narrow down your options as you develop a technical asset. This in turn will save you time and money because you're honing in on a suitable solution much quicker than you would by finding out through trial and error. Ideally, you want to get a lot of this trial and error out of the way before you get a development team ready to go. 
One last example I wanted to touch on uh, was one that came up when I was talking to a friend a few weeks ago whose child has got diabetes. So she uses this excellent service that monitors, it's a little device that monitors her child's insulin levels. And it's a subscription service and they've made it super easy. You can get replacement devices anytime shipped to you overnight. It's brilliant. And what I found so interesting was that she was talking about how her child interacts with the device. It comes with an app and they can themselves monitor and see how their insulin is doing. So in that setup, you've actually got two intended or targeted customers. You've got the parents, you've got the child. And the child is the user of the device and the parents are the customer of the service, right? The subscription service that promises peace of mind, great customer service and 100% uptime effectively. Whereas any research they would have done in creating the device and the companion app with the device would be targeted towards children. It needs to be easy to use for children. It needs to be fun and unobtrusive, not to mention probably fairly small. So this goes to show where being extremely clear on who you're serving and why can really help you create tailor-made products, both tangible products and services, as well as technical products that can hit the marketplace with confidence. So this was a pretty quick one for me, uh, but it is fundamental to any kind of product or service development, which if I'm honest, you're probably already aware of if you're running a business but it's always worthwhile reminding oneself of when you're taking on a new project. Now, earlier in the episode, I mentioned a few questions in order to get clear on your target customer, but I've actually got a whole worksheet that walks you step-by-step through to how to really hone in on your target customer. If you're interested, uh, check out cuttingthroughtech.com slash episode three, and you should be able to download it there. Uh, The link is also in the show notes as per usual. So today we looked at why it's incredibly important to get clear on your ideal client, customer, or user, and the effect it can have on any decisions, both technical and generic. And next episode, we'll be delving into how to get in touch with your customers so you can quickly validate your concepts and your ideas. Stay tuned for that. Subscribe if you like what you're hearing and see you next time.